Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Appreciate you guys being here with us on this Thursday. We've had a lot of news hit the site on recruiting, on uh, SMU basketball, all of those things. But now it's time to begin previewing fall camp and go position by position. And we've jumped out with the quarterback preview already. We did the defensive line preview that dropped this morning. Um, or should be up by the time you're listening to this. Um, but now I kind of want to go offense, defense in a bunch of preview podcasts leading up to fall camp. And I wanted to lead off with one quarterback, but two defensive line, because I would argue defensive line is one of those positions that, you know, took probably the biggest step on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so we'll talk about Preston Stone and Kevin Henry Jennings and all those quarterbacks SMU has. We'll also look in depth at the defensive line on this edition of the podcast. Quick note before we get going, though, SMU is awaiting a decision from four-star Duncanville safety Kadavian Dodson Walker, who is set to announce his decision this weekend. We will be tracking that one, of course, at OnThePonyExpress.com, so don't miss out. Jump on On The Pony Express for $10 a month um, and join us. Uh, this is the time. Um, recruiting is continuing to heat up with some key prospects set to make decisions. You also have fall camp um, and you would, uh, if you subscribe today, you'd get the first few days um, of fall camp for that first month um, for just 10 bucks. So you can kind of see how you like it as fall camp begins. If you're a podcast podcast listener and don't check out um, on the pony express.com before we get to the foot, to uh, the quarterback side of things. Um, I want to talk to you guys about big game USA. Uh, the official football of SMU, Preston Stone designed it himself in terms of the laces, where he wants them, how he wants, uh, you know, the stitching to go, because you can get kind of custom stitching right here. But they're made right in Addison um, by a company that's been doing it for a long time, friends of OnThePonyExpress.com. And you can get a official SMU football or really whatever college you want to pick from on the site if you have friends, family that might be fans of other teams that big game makes their football for you can order and use promo code B E on three and get 10% off your full, your full order and free shipping. So check them out. Big game USA, the official football maker for the SMU Mustangs. This'd be pretty cool to throw around the boulevard. I think so. Now, speaking of throwing it around the boulevard, uh, Preston Stone uh, hasn't done much of that on the boulevard, I don't think, maybe uh, in his offseason here and there. But what he's really done is come in to SMU, put his head down for two years, and now it's his time to take over as the starting quarterback for SMU. Preston Stone, a highly touted prospect coming out of high school where he started Dallas Paris Parish Episcopal. He was a top 150 overall prospect, top 15 quarterback nationally on the on three industry ranking. Well, now goes to SMU, spends his first two years as the backup to Tanner Mordecai, 
He was pretty close um, at certain points to really maybe getting the tap on the shoulder, but Tanner Mordecai held him off. Um, Preston Stone did get opportunities here and there, especially this past season. Um, he was able to uh, get his first start under his belt going into Tulsa, but that was when his season was ended early with an injury to his collarbone, um, and he missed the rest of the season. And now, um, after going through all of spring, fully healthy, ready to go from day one of spring, it's now his time to take over the quarterback position. And when I look at what he has on paper, completed 28 of 48 passes for 388 yards, two touchdowns while adding 14 carries for 63 yards and two more scores. He almost led that comeback against Cincinnati, um, but fell just short. He's got the ability to extend plays. Um, he was top 25 um, in terms of yards per attempt, which is a really good indicator overall. Granted, he played everywhere from against North Texas and Lamar to against Cincinnati, um, Tulsa, uh, programs like that. He is going to come in and have incredibly high expectations to deal with as a first-year starter. If you think about what the expectations were for Tanner Mordecai when he came in, yeah, he played some at OU. Yes, he's, he was transferring down to an SMU. But in reality, he didn't necessarily have a highly touted resume to come back and, and sit back on and, and really elevate the expectation level for SMU coming off Shane Bouchelle. After the last two years for SMU and what they've been able to add in the portal and what they've got coming in terms of the AAC schedule they're going to face, all expectations are for Preston Stone this year to be the guy, but not only be the guy, but lead SMU to a conference championship game appearance, which would be the first in a, quite some time, I think um, just over 10 years, I believe. So SMU has surrounded Preston Stone with all the tools he needs to be successful. And I think he'll be successful. The biggest question we have is how quickly will he be successful? Because he's played now in a bunch of environments where you expect him to handle just about anything. He's played in blowouts. He as a cleanup as cleanup duty. He's come in at the end of games um, and and come in when Tanner Mordecai got pulled against Tulsa um, in Sonny Dykes' final game. You also have where he almost led that comeback against Cincinnati, a two point try away from forcing overtime. And he goes into Tulsa against one of the top secondaries in all of college football in terms of statistically allowing passing yardages and those for over 200 yards in about a quarter and a half before getting hurt. He's kind of done a little bit of everything so far for SMU, but he's coming into a, a position where he absolutely has to win now. And look, we're not going to talk about Pac-12 realignment or college football realignment in general. But SMU needs Preston Stone to deliver. He's an SMU legacy. The storybook is waiting to be written for Preston Stone when it comes to what he can do for SMU football long term. Shane Bouchelle elevated the program. I believe Tanner Mordecai elevated the program. The expectations can't be higher, really, in terms of what SMU fans are expecting going into the season. You couple the transfer portal hall with some of the key guys they have coming back. And the question, the big question is, how quickly can Preston Stone deliver? And that's what we're going to be watching for. Because, yes, Louisiana Tech, who comes in and will probably be a pesky team, quite honestly. But SMU's favored by about 17 points last I looked. 
And then you go on the road to Norman. You get a game you should be fine with against um, uh, Prairie View A&M. And then you go to TCU. Preston Stone's legacy isn't going to be written in those two major Power Five out-of-conference games. His legacy could get off to a really hot start if he wins one of two or wins both. And let me be very clear. I think SMU has the talent, and I think they have the scheme, and I think they have the quarterback to win those games if things go the right way for themselves. But, like we saw against Cincinnati when Preston Stone came in, he finished 6 of 15. Nothing to write home about. It was kind of windy. He got an interception called back um, for a push-off. And I do think it's one of those things where you saw him have success against Tulsa, and you say, that's where he can really bring it. And you see what he can do with his legs, both against UCF and mop-up duty, as well as uh, against Cincinnati. I thought he did a good job extending plays and things like that. Um, and he also ran well against Tulsa, but ultimately he got hurt running on um, you know a keeper. And I just want to see the overall consistency improve. He's a guy that has the tools to do it. And if he trusts himself and continues to kind of play the way he has when he's been given opportunities, I think he's got the ability to take this team and take this team far. I like the way he manages the football. Look, he's taking his shots down the field. And if you're going to take a shot down the field, and especially if it's a third down shot, I'm okay with it being picked off. It's like a punt. If it doesn't get you know, caught by an SMU receiver, We'll take the interception in that in that respect, and I think most coaches would tell you that. I do want to see his his ability to throw the football down the field in terms of how quickly he gets it out improve. I think that'll come. Uh, quite honestly, I saw it improve over the course of spring, and I think being smart about how to run with the football and get down and not um, bite off more than you could chew and things like that is going to be critical for him. But what is ultimately going to determine how we really view Preston Stone this year, at least, is can he lead them to that conference championship game? And I really, I I believe that SMU can get there and Preston Stone is going to be the one to lead them there. And it'd be a really cool story for all that to happen. And the the kid that grew up just right down the street from SMU, who's an SMU legacy, who's got all these ties to stay home and do what he did as a four-star prospect, this is his time. Preston Stone has had enough experience where SMU's coaching staff has pushed the chips in on him. And they said, we're going to trust you and you're going to be our guy. And he's got to deliver. And that's the reality of it. And I think he's got that talent. Um, I do. And it's just a matter of putting it all together. We've seen what SMU's added through the transfer portal. The expectations now are for Preston Stone to capitalize on them. And I think he will. Now, while it is Preston Stone's turn to be QB1, SMU does have a very capable backup in Kevin Henry Jennings. Uh, He came in as a true freshman, did a terrific job um, in in the areas he was asked to come in. You look at that drive he had against Memphis um, before the half where he ate about six and a half minutes and got got a touchdown and all those things. Um, What he did against Tulsa when Preston Stone went down, when Tanner Mordecai was still uh, in concussion protocol. He just has that kind of it factor. Um, He completed 17 of 22 passes, so 77% completion percentage, 
205 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions on the year. Um, in terms of rushing, uh, he also added um, uh, five carries for eight yards. So nothing really crazy there on that front. But also when he was in the game, SMU had to be really careful with him. So they couldn't run him uh, for the most part. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But he's bulked up. He's added some size. And he's a very, very capable passer. Now, I think last or in the spring, um, we saw, at least from my opinion, Kevin Jennings kind of hit a wall at times. Um, there would be practices that he was awesome and on it. There were others that he'd force things. And I think his arm, as it has gotten stronger, he's wanted to really try and fit some passes in, some tight windows. And you could see the ball jumps off his off his hand if you're watching on YouTube here. You see this pass to Roger Daniels and things like that. Uh, but he's got to know when to either check it down or um, just take the safe play and things like that because um, opposing defenses, they'll, they'll make you pay. And um, SMU is in a good position with Preston Stone being the starter and Kevin Jennings being the backup. And that's the important thing here. Now, Rhett Lashley's staff is used to playing multiple quarterbacks due to injuries, which is a good thing in terms of how they manage it. And that's why they went out and got Alex Padilla, um, who can be a really nice insurance piece. But when you look at those three, if, if, if you see all three of them play this season, it, you would think as an SMU fan, you're hoping for that blowout. And it's Preston, Stern, Preston Stone's turn to be QB1 at SMU. And I think the future is really, really bright uh, for him as he really get, could play out um, these next three seasons. It's pretty wild to think about um, after he redshirted in 2021, played a little bit in 2022. Now it's his time to be the starter um, for a kid who – you know, could very well be um, the next great one. If he puts it together, uh, it's going to be pretty wild to see uh, that come together for this SMU offense. So a lot of pressure on Preston Stone, but I think he's ready for it. And I think we're going to see SMU's move to him as a starter pay off in the 2023 season. As we look at the quarterback preview position, though, uh, for this season overall, especially fall camp, You've got those three quarterbacks, the veterans. You've got Preston Stone, Kevin Jennings, who've played a lot of football for SMU. You also have Alex Padilla, who transferred in as an Iowa, uh, former Iowa quarterback, who's coming in as an insurance policy. He's not somebody that you're expecting a lot of. And then they also bring in Keldrick Luster, who uh, the staff really likes, uh, a 5'11", um, kind of built like a truck uh, quarterback, who really emerged at McKinney in that pro-style offense after absolutely – kind of putting up video game-like numbers um, at Frisco Lone Star, goes over to uh, McKinney for his senior season. A little bit more pro-style attack, very much ground and pound, but they were still able – the one game I, I think I went to of Keldrick Luster's was uh, this game against Braswell, and I want to say the final score was like 65-57 or something like that. 
um, and and McKinney won and, and they were able to take it. So uh, they had some big plays in that game. I think they might have had an interception or something returned for a touchdown, but um, Keldrick Luster was able to orchestrate that offense and it's a pro style attack. He's played in different schemes. He's able to run the football. He's able to extend plays. He's got the arm strength, but he also doesn't have to do anything this year. I think he's going to red shirt. I think that's the right move for him. Um, and then he can start competing even more or whatever as his time at SMU goes on. Um, so you're looking at a quarterback position that in fall camp should pre- should be pretty drama-free overall. You're going to have Preston Stone. You have Kevin Jennings, who's really going to be pushing him hard. Um, but Preston Stone is your starting quarterback at SMU. And then you have Alex Padilla, the insurance policy, who's going to help bring along Keldrick Luster. So Johnny Brewer has a good quarterback room, a, a group that's pretty tight, close-knit. Um, and uh, the expectations for Preston Stone are very, very high. So we'll see if he can piece it together this fall for the Mustangs. You turn over to the defensive line position, our first piece of the defensive side of our position preview series on the podcast. And I just look at what they brought in from the standpoint of the two Miami transfers, Elijah Roberts and Jordan Miller. Elijah Roberts, not as decorated in a sense as Jordan Miller, Played in eight games, one start last year, nine tackles, one sack. And then you look at Jordan Miller, uh, played in 12 games last year, 18 tackles, three tackles for loss, and a sack. He's played in over 40 college football games uh, since getting to college in 2018. That's right. So uh, he redshirted his first year, played in 13 games, and then COVID year, played in 11. Junior year, played in 11. Senior year in 2022, played in 12. Uh, so this season will be his last college football. Um, whereas Elijah Roberts, uh, he came in uh, and uses COVID year in 2020 right out the jump. He's got two years, two seasons left to play, uh, two, three years left to play two seasons of college football. And the exciting thing about Elijah Roberts is I think he's just scratching the surface. And I wanted to lead off with Elijah Roberts, first of all, because I, I kind of preview this spot. You can go end to end in a way. So I think he's going to be your starting strong side defensive end. Um, and we're, we're really focusing on the three down linemen um, when it comes to this position preview. Um, so I do want to mention that we're not going to be talking about uh, the, the Jack position. Um, we're going to talk about them uh, on Monday when the next round of uh, the podcast comes when we do the running backs and the Jacks. But that's why we can lead off with um, Elijah Roberts and I think he's your starter at deep, at strong side defensive end. I think when you look at what he brought to the table in the spring, he really surprised a lot of people. And the the big thing with him is he's got the ability to play maybe defensive tackle if he wants to as well. But he played so well out on the edge, a little bit more athletic even than they probably thought. And I think that's a big, big deal uh, for this coaching staff to have a guy that they brought in and they didn't necessarily, I don't think, viewed him as a, as like a surefire starter. But I just got to believe he's SMU starting defensive end this year. Uh, he was that good. And then that allows you to play Jordan Miller, obviously, at nose, the big man, about 315, 330 pounds. Um, and he looked good in, in offseason workouts. But then you get into, all right, well, where does um, Devere Levelston and Elijah Chapman slide in. Well, I think Devere Levelston is a, is your defensive tackle. And then you can have Elijah Chapman who's also going to play a little H back this year, be fresh, 
be kind of moved around a little bit, play a little bit of offense, be a factor in that regard, but then also play that defensive tackle position, maybe, maybe a little bit of nose. Um, and I think you're sitting pretty there in that respect. Now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another question is going to be, what's the pecking order behind all of those guys? And when you have three players in their final season, Devere Levelson, Elijah Chapman, Jordan Miller, it makes it intriguing what what to do because right there that could be a really good starting down group and i think we'll see moments where we could see all three of them on the field we could even see those three and then elijah roberts at the jack position which i don't think they're going to do much of in my opinion at least because of the other guys at the jack position but we'll talk about that later um what's coming behind this group of four that i've really kind of honed in on is a lot of players that can probably emerge as contributors, but you all also have what I would say is a question about each. You have Stefan Wright, who when Stefan Wright plays, I think there's a case that when he's playing and he's healthy, the last you know year or so, he's been the best SMU defensive lineman. I mean, that's, that's my opinion. Uh, he's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Transferred in in 2021, didn't play uh, in any games. Now, the good thing for him is because he was hurt that year, realistically, he could probably get a medical. So that puts him as having, um, but let's just say he's just still on track or whatever. He would have, he has two years of eligibility remaining as this year and next. But if he got a medical for 2021, that's three years. Granted, uh, he might want to move on to the NFL all goes well but still five five games last year 15 tackles eight of which were solo one and a half tackles for loss and a half sack also added an interception and a quarterback hurry um and he was in and out of the lineup overall um he wasn't able to um you know stay healthy it was different things at different times but if they can get him to stay healthy i think he is a surefire like First, maybe second guy off the bench in terms of interior defensive lineman for SMU uh, this season. He's that talented. He's that good. Now the the other question be, be, becomes, all right, well, you have Mike Johan, Sanjo, and Jiki, who's kind of the fire hydrant, like a Terrence Newman-ish, but he's not probably not as talented as Terrence um, is, um, especially, you know, even before Terrence's injury. But he's somebody that's a plug. And he'll probably get, if he's around that, five snaps a game, five, 10, maybe that's probably okay on the nose tackle position. And then you have Corey Robertson, Roberson, um, who comes in from Oklahoma, who's who Calvin Thibodeau is very familiar with. He didn't play at all for OU last year, which is pretty wild just to think about overall. Um, but in 2021 was Cal when Calvin Thibodeau was still in Norman, he played in 12 games, made 17 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss and a half sack. That was coming off of 10 games with four starts in 2020 where he made 11 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, a sack and a PBU. Um, he played in four games while redshirting in 2019 as a true uh, 
freshman. So how can SMU get him back to form is the big question. He did arrive uh, this summer. He is with the program. I think if you can get something out of him, then you're looking at it. Now you're, you have a two deep in a sense because you have four that you feel real, real good about. You have Stefan Wright, who went healthy, you feel good about. Then you have Corey Robertson, you feel good about because he knows Calvin Thibodeau and, and they kind of know how they operate. You have Mike Johan, Sanjo, and Jiki. You know exactly what you're getting with him. But then the X factors kind of become, all right, where does David Abiara fit in? He's probably a strong side defensive end. So he's behind Elijah Roberts. Great. Awesome. But you need to see more out of David Abiara than you did last year. Um, he wasn't um, as consistent enough. He kind of broke out in that game against USF, but he only played in two games overall. Made one tackle. I think the other game he played in was against BYU. I could be wrong on that. Um, but um, you get those guys in. But Braden Flowers, before he got hurt in spring, he was kind of pushing and, and impressing. He's probably about six, two and a half, around 250 pounds. Um, and he'll have the ability to put on a little bit of weight. But now you have Kevin uh, Allen, who comes in from Everman as a 2023 signee, who's a Tom Landry Award finalist. He could push at the defensive tackle or maybe nose tackle position. Then you have Damian Wimberly. I think he's a strong side defensive end, but he's a developmental guy. If they can bring out that talent, maybe he's a guy that sees the field right away, um, but they've got to get him in the weight room. He was a July enrollee, and um, you know maybe expectations for him should be to just kind of learn and, and see how it goes with some of the talent they have at this position and then be raring to go in 2024. But I mean, honestly, Braylon Jackson is somebody that hasn't shown much. Dylan Frazier, I'm still high on. He was kind of nipping on the rotation when it came to the end of last year. He's now a redshirt freshman. I like him a lot. I think he's got some tools. You've got around 11 defensive linemen um, that you you really probably um, you know like overall. And so I'm intrigued to see how the rotation kind of behind the main group settles itself because you do have a lot of guys who have some talent and some ability. So um, the good thing for Calvin Thibodeau is he's got more depth um, and talent combined than, than what he had last year. And SMU was just kind of stacking it up this offseason for him. So um, with that, guys, that is really the, the position preview. I think when you when you look at the um, depth chart side of things, we'll, we'll kind of run that down a little bit later on uh, this month um, for our premium members. But that was pretty much the gist of it overall. Um, but it, it, it's it's a really crazy time to look at the defensive line depth and see where it is. And if it's if it's healthy, um, that'll really help the back two levels of the defense, with the linebacker safeties, secondary and the um, you know corners um, that they've they've got some size. They should be able to free up some other people to make plays at the very least, which is a big step forward for this defense. So I think expectations wise, you want to see them very much free that group up, let them make plays and um, really improve what was a, a porous run defense at times. And um, just overall, I mean, they added a lot of length, they added a lot of talent and I think they've got to really turn the corner and I think it'll start with the defensive line this year. So with that guys, hope you guys enjoyed this position preview podcast. Um, we've knocked out quarterbacks and defensive line. We will talk running backs and the Jack position next week. We'll throw in some other podcasts as necessary as well, but um, want to get you guys all set and ready to go for fall camp. So 
With that, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Again, just $10 a month to sign up for OnThePonyExpress.com. I'll be down in Houston this weekend, so uh, be sure to uh, let me know if you're in the Houston area and we can catch up about some SMU football. I'll be down there for the Texas Coaches Convention. Also, July 25th at Katy Trail Ice House Outpost in Plano uh, in the evening. We're having our get-together a little bit after happy hour, about 6 o'clock. Um, we'll be over there and, and wanting to do you know a little fall camp preview. Uh, we'll be fresh off AAC Media Day, which is uh, the 24th or 25th. Um, who knows? Maybe Pac-12 realignment news. Uh, we'll see. Um, but it's all on the table. Uh, so if, whether you're, you're a subscriber or not to the site, come through. Come hang out, meet some fellow SMU fans, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys there. So uh, spread the word about it. If you are a subscriber or whatever, bring some friends who maybe aren't. And if they join the site, you can get comped a free month for bringing on a new member. So with that, guys, hope you enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Keep an eye out. Canadian Dodson Walker, the four-star safety out of Duncanville, set to announce his de- decision on Friday, most likely. Um, We'll be tracking that at ontheponyexpress.com. So thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.